Welcome back. Welcome back to Minecraft Podcast. I'm really It's been a little bit, a little bit, and always great to have a fellow Windwalker, or soon-to-be former, maybe, Babylonius. How you doing today, sir? I am good. How are you? Good. I mean, could could be better. Uh, it's like 104 outside. I'm surrounded by fire, you know, but, uh, <laughs> and, and, yeah. uh, in a literal and figurative sense, uh, um, but uh, but yeah, um, less than ideal. Yeah, le- less than ideal. Yeah, it could be could be a little better. Uh, but uh, um, but uh, yeah, uh, great to have you on to discuss uh, Windwalker. I kind of I kind of hinted it out. I think I when I reached out originally, and I got you know hate for my joke uh, damage chart of Windwalker being less than the tank by half. I think. <laughs> and like just as like a little like people thought it was real i was like no i it's not real i just photoshopped it <laughs> off of a, a damage chart um but uh we, we're going to kind of get into that a little bit too you just came out with the recent post on peak of serenity i'd uh, urge everybody out there to go take a uh, l- listen to that uh peak of serenity.com uh there's a latest post i think you just actually a couple days ago if i if i recall uh uh going over some nice little uh little bugs that uh just uh, sprouted up after uh after the, the recent updates and of course we'll, we'll go and talk about uh the recent news of the pushback from shadowlands and how that's going to affect windwalkers uh but first i guess uh you know what what have you been up to since the last time we talked um not much i mean i uh i spent a little bit of time you know i can't remember exactly when when it was the last time we we chatted but um i did you know, uh, betray the spec a little bit and, and did progression on a demon hunter, um, this tier because Windwalker was in such a sorry place even before, uh, uh, what was that? Corruption. Uh, what was that? Windwalker so, yeah. was, uh, was, was not the best. Right. News <laughs> in raids, right. Who knew? <laughs> Couldn't imagine. But yeah, so I, uh, I did my time and, 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 you know, did my crime and served my time, I should say. And, uh, as soon as Nizoth went down, I went back to Windwalker and I now only play my, my demon hunter for sales runs. But uh, yeah, I mean, that was really, that was really it. It's just kind of, you know, been plugging away at all of the stuff for uh, Shadowlands and trying to stay on top of everything. So as to not get too overwhelmed, um, you know, with all of the, with uh, you know, all of the changes, but really all of the bugs and uh, yeah, I mean, just enjoying this lovely quarantine and, I've been back at work for a little over a month now, so that took some adjustment, but yep. we survived. <laughs> no, I've, I've been a, back at my work for about a couple months now, and and it's like the first week, couple weeks, you're like face shield going in, you know, gloves, like everybody's staying back, and then after a little bit, like, you know, you kind of get used to like, okay, this is just normal life, you know? Mm-hmm. It feels weird at first when everything, you, you get used to everything, but uh but uh, but yeah, no, and and you know, I think every everybody out there that that's probably listening now is probably just salivating over, is it our time finally, right? Is it finally time for Windwalkers to be relevant and rating? Um, because I think every one of us out there has spent the time, you know, since it was encompassed in uh, 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 Mr. Pandaria when monks were originally introduced as a Windwalker as damage spec uh, to have this goal of being a able to rate it similar to other characters or other classes and 
I know myself, I went from like warrior, shaman, mage, just kind of jumped around to, you know, whatever the, whatever the raid needed at the time. But I always like hoped. And then a couple times, like, you know, we'd be able to spot in as a windwalker because they're OP on like one fight in one raid. Um, and so this here today is just to kind of touch base on how everything looks in Shadowlands. And, and if, for anybody that's coming back fresh thinking, oh, we have two weeks or three weeks till Shadowlands comes out. It's it's uh, it's like a haha moment, you know, uh, like a, one of those the haha uh, um, twitchy moat. Uh, probably not going to be for a couple months right now. As far as what it's looking like, we don't have an exact hard date, um, but we hopefully will soon. And then uh, going into uh, Windwalkers in general, how are they looking as from your perspective? You know, you're in the trenches, like you said. You know, you you as much as you can play it. How are they work looking like right now from your perspective going into Shadowlands? Well, I mean, it's it's pretty hard, you know, to say. And, you know, obviously we get a lot of questions and stuff in that regard. Um, you know, right now, and, you know, I'll, I'll be the first to say thank God they, you know, they delayed the expansion. Um, I honestly thought that there was no way that would happen. Um, you know, but there's, there's still just so much left to go. I mean, you know, we've, we're looking at you know, a little over three weeks from what was supposed to be the release date. And, you know, we haven't seen really any class tuning. The list of bugs for monks, I think, is 50-something long between all three specs. Um, I thought it was over and, 100. Huh? I thought it was over 100, isn't it? Or was it cl- almost close um, at one point to 100? I think this recent um, patch did fix a bunch of them, though, right? Yeah, I mean, they have they have been, you know, they have been plugging away at it um, for the past while. Um, but we do we do have a a list of them somewhere. I can't remember where we put it, but um, yeah, you know, a nice big list of all of the um, the bugs that exist for all three specs. Just to kind of uh, you know, so should should Blizzard decide to you know kind of sit down and, and take a crack at it, you know, kind of trying to keep everything in in one consistent spot, make it as easy for them as possible. Um, yeah, I mean, because I think the biggest hark too was I feel bad because this is like I feel like I'm the one causing this, and I mean I'm sure there's a lot of people out there, but I was a, sh- a shaman when the shaman got ignored in their class revamp mm-hmm. and the bus shock incident. I was there when it happened and people were spamming it. I was like, what's this bus shock about? And people were memeing about you know bus shocking one of the developers that said they were going to help the shaman class, and then now I go to monk and it's like almost a carbon copy. Where it's like this seems like they've at least till recently flat out ignored the the monk community, like across the board, or maybe mm-hmm. it's just me checking in, you know, seeing hey, is there any updates? Is there any updates? You know, kind of seeing it from a perspective that way. So I, I feel bad because it's it's hopefully that they'll you know do more changes in this get go. But do you think that we're just more of solving problems right now than actually making changes, or do you think changes are still able to happen? I mean, I, I think, and, and I did find it. Yeah, we are over 100. I was wrong. It must be 50, 50 something much. It should be the Windwalker yeah. one. Yeah. So we're at 113, <laughs> or sorry, 112 right now on our list um, between all three. And, and it's pretty reasonably kept up. So I'm going to assume that, yeah, that we're at 112 mm-hmm. uh, between all three specs. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, I think that there's definitely, you know, um, you know, the article that I just wrote the other day um, about kind of a bug that's popped up for Whirling Dragon Punch, you know, the reason I wrote that article was because even though it's a, you know, almost certainly a bug and shouldn't, you know, really has no place to exist, it kind of brought up a interesting 
gameplay choice or you know an interesting uh possibility for you know for what they could do with the spec and and with uh solving some of the longer tenured problems that that windwalker have been struggling with um you know so it's definitely never too late to um you know be making these changes especially since they've moved it back um you know i do think and you know that um moving it back was the best choice and you know and and from my understanding is they've increased the number of people working on it um pulled some people from some of their other projects and and other uh franchises temporarily as they as they've done in the past it's not the first time they've done that but um yeah i mean i, I do think that nothing is off the table yet i think uh, whereas it might have been off the table last week, you know, if they've given themselves more time, uh, theoretically, you know, that should mean that they have more time to look at and kind of explore different options. So, um, you know, the the article, you know, that I wrote, and I've written a couple others, you know, recently kind of more aimed at design changes to Windwalkers, um, you know, but I do think that, yeah, I mean, it's, I don't, I don't think the door is shut, but I do think, you know, from my perspective, um, you know, the biggest priority has to be fixing all of these bugs. Um, you know, very few of them, not a lot of them have kind of direct gameplay um, effects, you know, to where like you notice, hey, this button isn't working the right way. You know, a lot of them are uh, looking at things, um, you know, deeper, looking at logs and, and stuff like that to find them. But, you know, I do hope that with, that with the extra time they've given themselves, they do still prioritize you know, kind of getting a lot of these bugs fixed because they are rather copious. Do you think anybody at Blizzard actually plays Windwalker? Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, because, I mean, well, I, that like, was a good show we had today. No. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, mean no, it's. I mean, that's it, it's one of those things to where I've always thought, and I know the biggest one was Celeste along when he was on board. He was like, right. he played Monk and. And so you could you could know like hey you maybe slide him a couple notes here or there like right. some bugs and it would it would get checked on and he'd actually you know follow through on them or he'd be like no hey, it's that's just a design choice and which is understandable you know when he was in charge of all the data and everything mm-hmm. uh, but it's just it's just like a lot of these bugs especially the ones now and these problems we've always had with um, like Stormworth and Fire right? right it's never it's like only for a little part of an expansion it's been pretty good. But it's still so hard to be able to control effectively compared to any other spec or any other class. I mean, the only one I think would be more difficult to handle would be like Shadow Priest almost with your dot rotations and which ones to prioritize or even Warlocks at a certain moment. Do you think that because I, I you know, the one thing is that, you know, with them looking into it a little more and trying to fix the uh, a couple bugs that are related to it. Is it just I mean, obviously, they're not going to I actually personally liked where it was like a cooldown and you could hit it and just like continue DPSing and not have to focus them, you know, when they're uncontrollable. Do you think that it's they're going to go back that route? Do you think it's going to be like what What did you say that they need to do besides the bugs of like the abilities not working, which is a bug that we've had forever off and on? You know, what, what right. do you think that what do you think is going to ha- help for especially for that? that iconic because it's a very iconic spell for windwalker yeah i mean and that's you know that's kind of the big you know million dollar question for windwalker is um you know kind of what can they do what should they do what is there to do um you know for you know storm earth and fire you know what what kind of changes really would be noticeable and and have the effect that we want and um you know and i think bringing up celestons really 
a, a good point to bring up because, you know, he did give a lot of feedback and he was very much vocal about the state of monks and stuff like that. And um, I do think you can trace kind of the impetus of, you know, a lot of these problems for monks to his departure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I obviously don't know for sure, you know, and I have no actual coding knowledge to uh, be able to look into it. But, you know, my assumption is that Storm Earth and Fire is an absolute coding mess. And, you know, really just, you know, it was set up, you know, in a certain way, you know, in in Th- uh, Throne of Thunder. And, you know, it had a lot of bugs back then. You know, what a lot of people don't <laughs> oh. realize is, you know, right. Like a lot of the stuff that we see now existed back then. Yep. The, the difference was that it wasn't a huge DPS cooldown. It wasn't something that everybody looked at under a microscope. Um, and we also didn't have the tools to look under that microscope that we do now. Um, you know, logs are significantly better. You know, what Kira's put together for, for Warcraft logs is, you know, worlds, universes ahead of anything we had on um, wowmeter.com and world of logs you know stuff like that yeah you know all that stuff all those websites you know and 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 dps charts and stuff you know we didn't have the accessibility to that you know to be able to look at those things so you know kind of what we're pretty sure is that a lot of the bugs that exist now the bugs with things not being copied and things having their damage reduced those all almost certainly existed back even in throne of thunder um and we just didn't notice it yeah no Um, we definitely the reduction in damage was definitely that was one of you know it used to be uh you know sixty percent at the start mm-hmm. that's like what it was and then yeah it was just a DPS loss it was like you're just you looked cool but you lost DPS because because it wasn't copying the spells correctly or right. like they had a different uh, hierarchy when they applied the spell like the damage right. bonus yeah and that was and that was kind of the big thing that you know really kind of clued Hina and myself and a couple others into really diving deeper into. Um, you know, the work, the inner workings of Storm, Earth and Fire. And that was um, about halfway through Warlords of Draenor, um, you know, and, and mind you this, you know, so so this is, you know, Blackrock Foundry days. And so Storm, Earth and Fire had existed in its form at that time for about 80% of, well, I guess given the, the duration of Siege, you know, like 90% of Mists and and all of Warlords up to that point. So what we found was that, oh my gosh, the uh, Storm Earth and Fire Spirits need their own Tiger Palm buff that reduces, uh, that gave armor penetration and Rising Sun Kick debuff um, that gave increased damage. And I mean, so you have to figure it took us like two years, maybe three years to find that. And then we started saying, okay, now we have to look at everything. So that's when we started finding stuff, you know, but all of these things really existed. And, you know, at the, as as much as that makes things a little bit better that, you know, it took us that long to find them at the same time, it's the same issues that have been around. You know, there it's like the most predictable issue in the world is that when you put something new in, it's not going to work with Storm, Earth and Fire, mm-hmm. you know, just I, I want to say 99 percent of the time, but realistically, it's like 100 percent of the time. I, you know, I think it's, it hasn't been exactly 100%, but it's like 100% of the time. 
and you know so I, it just becomes frustrating you know there, there's a lot of options besides just scrapping it um you know and either coding it from the ground up or just getting rid of it and and substituting something else um you know there's a lot of other options like uh, having you do 100 percent of your damage and having the clones do you know 15 or 20 percent each mm-hmm. um you know because then at least even if they don't copy something you won't lose damage because of it you know there, there's just a, there's a lot of options you know i for a long time defended storm earth and fire and and you know as iconic and as you know something that we could manage as long as they stayed on top of it but you know a lot of people have said and and i agree that you know the idea of them staying on top of it really didn't happen as often as it was needed in black in um in battle for azeroth you know so really just kind of grinded and uh you know kind of really showed itself to be very problematic and i think that you know at this point you know as much as i defended it for years i'm very much on the the train of let's just get rid of it you know it's got to be easier for them not to have to worry about it it's definitely going to be easier for us not to have to worry about it like they want to implement it again in the future or, you know, in some other way, fine. But for the time being, just scrap it, toss it out, give us something we used to have that worked, you know, like Tiger's Eye Brew, um, you know, with the stacking and, and stuff like that, or make Serenity Baseline. You know, there's a lot of options there in terms of giving us a, a DPS cooldown. But, you know, at, at this point, I think it's just it's been too much that, you know, it's been struggling. And I think it's best that they just kind of cut their losses and and understand that it's going to make their lives a lot easier if they you know just take this out for a little bit do you think that these bugs i mean because because i i know with the it's the bug that's always been there with the duplication issues maybe the timing out instead of firing off an ability when it could have you know kind of like it's basically like a q function problem is what it based goes down for coding purposes if anybody out there does knows understand what that means but um do you think that removing that ability for it to be able to be a aoe effect and like you mentioned where either that is an aoe effect but maybe make them more like uh mirror images very similar to mirror images i mean because essentially that's what it is and when you think about it on a baseline level with you know taking out the what it what they actually do follow around and whatnot it's pretty much a mirror image for a monk and making them more of a, like you said, 15%, 10%, 5% per target, and they just go into a random target. Um, but what if they even removed that and just made it more of a flavor? What if it's just a 25% bonus, like a Tiger's Eye Brew? Do you think that would just be better overall to be able to be controlled? Yeah, I mean, I think if, because of do, because doing so, you know, like that would mean that, you know, at a at a minimum, at a base level, you're not losing damage, you know, and that is kind of, you know, all of the other silliness, you know, I think is, is minor and, and somewhat inconsequential, you know, but when, when your main DPS ability, you know, and your main DPS cooldown results in less damage, you know, something is gone terribly awry. And, you know, so I think if they want to keep it, you know, there's, they could just take the damage component away entirely you know, and just make it a cooldown that gives you, um, you know, that lets them bop around and give you, uh, you know, the mark of the crane stacks and, you know, and let them tag all other targets and stuff, but just remove, you know, or while they do that, you get a damage buff, mm-hmm. you know, just increase your damage to, you know, 145%. 
you know, stuff like that. So uh, there, I mean, there's, there are just a ton of options, you know, to choose from. It's just about kind of deciding the direction that they want to go in, you know, and, you know, there are options to mitigate some of the problems and then there are options to remove some of the problems. Um, you know, and then obviously the option to simply remove the ability and not have to worry about those problems. Do you think that some of the issues rely, you know, relating to these issues of damage and, and DPS uh, cohesiveness within the raid group is resulting in Windwalkers being uh, frowned upon in a raid setting? Do yes. You think, and do you think also maybe the reliance on them being focused towards a AOE class and cleave class also being a, the reason why they're being frowned upon? Yeah. So I think, you know, the, the biggest thing that I point to as to why, you know, Windwalker gets a bad rap is, is simply to the fact that it has gone just about its entire existence, you know, just about its entire lifetime, um, you know, at a below average level, um, you know, high mall obviously was insane, you know, and kind of a, a, a bizarre, um, situation that lasted only a couple weeks. Um, and Taurus obviously was very good and kind of a, a stars aligning, uh, type of situation for Windwalker. But, you know, really apart from that Windwalker and raids at least has been very poor. Um, you know, and a lot of times people use raids as kind of that, that, um, measuring stick, uh, for specs and for classes, you know, Windwalker has for pretty much all of its time been incredibly strong in dungeons. Um, it has for most of its life been incredibly strong in PVP. Um, however, those, the strengths in those don't quite translate into popularity the same way that strength and rating does. Um, you know, so I, I do think that Windwalker first and foremost has a output problem, but then I also think it has a PR problem, um, you know, in that it really just gets bad representation and um, it's been, it's been mediocre or bad for so long. And, and some of its very poor periods have been very low um, that people just kind of write it off. And, and unfortunately they are historically backed you know, um, by, by making those decisions, you know, there, there is historical information for, you know, for them to look at and say, Oh, look, yeah, Windwalker is actually not that good. Uh, you know, so I do think that, you know, the biggest thing that, that Windwalker got in Legion was regular buffs and, and regular tuning to keep it up. And we didn't see that really at all in, in BFA, and I think that's why Windwalker has has fallen, you know, in raids to the level that it's at now. And you know, it's a it's a very difficult uh, situation to be in. You know, you you say that you know that it's it's one of those things where it gets right up written off just due to over the course of time, right? Time is kind of the ultimate equalizer in. It's good, it's bad, it's good, it's bad. People might still stick with it thinking, well, is this a good time or a bad time? But being bad for so many times in a row can result in people just abandoning the spec. And I remember the big exodus being, um, I think it was in the beginning of Warlords, was the biggest exodus of the spec from Windwalkers mm -hmm. because they were just tired. They were tired. It was like two raids in a row that they were just bad. And people were just like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm hanging the boots up. I'm going to play another class, uh, either due to raid utility or whatnot. Um, and 
it kind of makes me think back to Rhett Paladins. There, it's almost like a exact one to one ratio of like the redheaded stepchild, if you will, or you know the 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 one that's just the outlier of the spec. You know, you have a tank, you have a healer that are used more often, and then but people want to play the red, you know, and that's kind of what I would hearken this to because the tank, I think it really hurts the the Windwalker spec overall that that the brewmaster is like the best, if not one of the best, always tank. And when uh, uh, Miss Weaver is very well, like very good also, depending on, you know, raids, expansions, et cetera, like they can go up and down, you know, up there, but they're not really, really bad. And so um, do you think that 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 Blizzard is using that as a not a scapegoat, but maybe they don't want to be just a raid full of monks? I mean, we you know we talk about, you know, they don't like seeing a raid full of druids, you know, because druids can do multiple specs. Do you think this is a potential also why they're not wanting to pull the trigger on on a boost? Or do you think it's just they've gotten so far behind in managing the class with these bugs, with the spells, with just how things interact that they just they it's like too much to handle? Yeah, so I think I do think to a certain extent, you know, especially when you look at, um, you know, obviously the easy comparison is comparing Windwalker to Havoc, um, you know, and and historically Havoc has been good but really people overvalue the strength that havoc brings to a raid um in terms of its dps you know havoc has been good you know i'm not going to say it's you know it's uh its damage has been poor you know its damage has been good but it's the damage hasn't been as good as people think it has been um you know havoc has really survived and, and remained popular largely due to you know the utility and the damage buffs that it brings you know the the debuff and things like darkness and and netherwalk and and all that jazz um you know so with that because really havoc is um you know because havoc is really kind of held popular by those things um the fact that vengeance has kind of historically been a very poor rating spec um helps you know if havoc didn't have if havoc's only thing that it brought was utility and that used that you that utility was brought by um, the tanking spec for it. Um, then you'd see a lot less havoc, demon hunters. You know, so Windwalker is in that position where you know Windwalker right now really doesn't. You know, the utility that it brings is relatively minor, and the the um, damage output you know is equally so. Uh, you know, so it really puts Windwalker in a position where because the damage is so poor kind of across the board, you're not going to bring it for its damage. So, okay, are you going to bring it for its utility? Well, yeah, but you most almost certainly have a brewmaster or access to a brewmaster who can bring that same utility. Um, you know, so I, I do think that the performance of Windwalker or the popularity of Windwalker is held back. Um, by the existence of Brewmaster, you know, and I do think that, you know, I don't want to think that Blizzard kind of says, oh, well, you know, monks can just switch to Brewmasters, you know, so we don't have to worry about Windwalker. But I do think that at least in retrospect, that might play a part. You know, when they look back and say, oh, man, you know, Windwalker was kind of rough, you know, they can say, oh, yeah, but look how good Brewmaster was. 
you know, so I don't think they set out to just say, okay, Windwalker can suck a little bit because Brewmaster's great, but I do think it kind of lessens the cognitive disparity, you know, when they look at the data that they have. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I think it's it's one of the I mean, I've I've I, I know you have as well. We I mean, any and anybody out there too that has been a longtime Windwalker player has heard the exact phrase, well, why don't you play Brewmaster when uh, Mistweaver? Like that's what I hear all I heard right. all the time is from you know when when I was in like the end game rating sphere, scene, is that uh, it was that's all it was talked about. You know, it's like well you just play brewmaster. You know, oh you're here just to be our backup tank or our third tank. You know, and it's it sucks for anybody that's in a raid that is like wants to end game raid and wants to play Windwalker solely and nothing else, and then being kind of there to force that you're doing other things for the raid, which is always positive. You know, everyone wants to help out a raid, but you know you want to play your spec into the best. You don't want to be almost last last place in every single fight or down towards right. the bottom in every single fight. Um, and then kind of jumping back a little bit in the, in the beginning, we we're talking about some bugs and everything. And the, the bug that is going on with dragon, uh, uh, whirling dragon punch right now is, um, is where it basically just when it, the other uh, abilities that are for it to trigger to work are off cooldown and automatically fires. Correct. Is that, yes. the, that's the current bug that's going on right now. Now, yeah. That to me seems a feature, not a bug. No, yeah. <laughs> I, I, no I mean, but that's I, I thought about that's that. That's why I wrote the it. article. Yeah, you know, exactly. because that's kind of what my feeling on it was. And and do you think that that because a lot of it too is, I mean, I don't want to say out there, but I mean, I re, I'm, I'm just going to say anyways is that Windwalker to me has always been, which is why I fell in love with the spec. It's like the most complex to, from my point of view than anyone out there. Even back in the day, you know, with Rune, uh, you know, Rutro Trinket, Rune of uh, Reorigination re Trinket, you mm -hmm. had to like maximize every single ability that you did to make sure you're lined up for that proc. And like you had to make sure your, your Tiger Eye Brew was set up. Like everything had to be like perfect, like the stars aligned essentially. Uh, no pun intended with the Trinket because it was, you know, Throne of Thunder stars, anyways. Mm -hmm. uh, but like it seems like that the, do you think the class is just overcomplicated? Is, I guess that's what I'm getting to is like, Whereas a bug actually makes the class better because it just takes the usage out of the player. Yeah. So, I mean, I think, I do think that when you look at other specs, you know, especially when you look at specs that are very popular, um, there is a, there is an absolute correlation and I've, I've, I have numbers I've, I have, you know, I've taken data, you know, for, for all of this, there's an absolute correlation between the number essentially the complex the uh complexity of a spec and how popular it is um you know when havoc is simple havoc is more popular than when havoc is complicated when beastmaster you know the i mean i'm using these obviously as, as kind of the two biggest um you know, most frequently talked about, you know, easy specs, um, you know, but when Beastmaster is super simple, Beastmaster is super popular. Um, you know, they're both very popular anyway, but there is a rise when the simplicity goes down. Um, Windwalker has been, you know, and remains kind of one of the more complicated specs. Um, it's not a spec that's based on reactions. It's not a spec that's based on how fast you can press your buttons. You know, it's a spec that's based on how far ahead can you can you think, and um, you know how how much information can you look at and know um, what to do 
you know, or what you're going to do in five seconds from now. Um, you know, and, and that's the allure of Windwalker for a lot of people. I mean, that's always been the allure of it for myself. Um, but you know, on that, on the flip side of that, you know, really what it does is puts us in a situation where it, it can be relatively, um, the, the entry, the barrier to entry can be relatively high. Um, you know, so when Windwalker transitioned from Warlords into Legion and they changed Storm, Earth and Fire, I was all for that because it lowered the barrier for entry. Um, you know, I had no problem using Storm, Earth and Fire um, in its form at the time. Um, you know, but what was important to me was that people were not picking up the spec because of how complicated it was. So I do think that that's, you know, I do think that's part of the reason why the population kind of continues to go down. Um, you know, and that's because we're still seeing, uh, you know, as people leave the spec, they're not being replaced by, you know, you know, vibrant young players, um, to put it that way, you know, so I do think that it's absolutely, you know, has an effect on, on that stuff. And I do think Windwalker is more complicated. So, um, you know, I think with this whirling dragon punch thing, uh, you know, I think it simplifies a lot of things. And I think the biggest thing, the biggest thing that I like about it is that it takes away the period of time where you're pressing your whirling dragon punch button and it's not going off. Um, that is the first bug that people notice when they're playing Windwalker. Um, you know, that and probably Stormworth and Fire standing there picking their nose. But, you know, I, so I, I think anything that removes that off the board and makes that less visible or non-existent will help get more people playing and you know i mean because that's the most visible bug so even if the bugs are still there if the ones that are most visible are gone then you know people who don't look deeper into the spec to find the bugs will continue playing it and you know ultimately that's kind of what's important to me is that people just play it do you think with the delay to shadowlands that they will actually be able to get these things fixed. I and mean, we kind of touched on it briefly and, and the expectation is yes, but do you think that like, you know, what, I guess what are your general thoughts outside of like, you know, good, we're, you know, we're happy that's going to happen, that they are pushing it back. It's not ready, which has been really the outpouring from the community, not just the mm-hmm. uh, high end raid gaming community, but even just like, you know, mid-level casuals and, and the, basically the streamer community, which has been, for the first time that I've seen actually helpful and beneficial to the end game rating, uh, the end game rating scene with like, I think preach has been one of the, to me, like a shining light finally of someone that is in the forefront of like a streaming community, but then also end game rating focused mainly and being able to connect the two between those two faces. Do you think that, uh, that they, they will be actually be able to get all of these things com- accomplished or do you think that they may go in and tweak more stuff? I mean, I, I do, I do think the, they've certainly raised the level of what, um, they can get done. You know, I think that's obviously, um, you know, the case they wouldn't make these change. They wouldn't push things back if they didn't intend on utilizing that time. Um, you know, so I do think that that's what, that's what we'll see, you know, whether or not, you know, historically, at least in my opinion, um, resource allocation has been a big problem you know, and making sure that we have the right people in the right place doing the right thing. And, you know, so I'm hoping, you know, with the the rumor that they've brought in more people um, from other franchises and, and stuff like that, you know, I'm hoping that that means, 
that we will see more of that, um, you know, more of these changes, more of these things getting addressed, things getting fixed and whatnot. So, you know, I, am hopeful. I'm certainly a lot more hopeful, um, now than if we'd had this, uh, done this podcast last week. Um, <laughs> I was feeling exceptionally down on the state of the game last week. Um, you know, but, you know, and, and I said this to my wife, you know, as I kind of finished up some of my guide stuff this afternoon, you know, just the fact that I know, even though I don't have a date for when this expansion is coming back and I had to, you know, change my personal days and all that stuff, blah, blah, blah. You know, even like, I just, I just feel like a weight has been lifted off my shoulders that, you know, the stress that had been building of, oh my gosh, is my spec really going to go live like this to, you know, oh my, okay, they actually have time to do this. Um, you know, it was, it was a pretty big uh, mood changer for me, you know, to be completely honest. So, you know, I, I do think they absolutely have the time. Um, you know, I hope that they don't bite off more than they can chew in, in that regard. And in, in that, you know, they try, they don't try to, uh, you know, class balance and make, you know, dramatic changes to specs and, you know, fix bugs and stuff like that. Um, you know, but I do think that there are a lot of minor tweaks that could be done to make several classes um, and several specs better. Uh, you know, so I do hope that during, you know, with this extra time that they've given themselves, that they utilize that. What is like the one thing if you could, if you, if they came to you and says, you know, Babs, we want you to whatever you want we'll get this done like this is like i'm stamping it here like here comes you know uh you know here come here comes the top brass and they're like we're gonna get this stamped in we want you to tell us which one thing would you actually accomplish and if you could uh in this uh, delay sure so that's you know a question i've i've been asked quite frequently and um my answer i think changes a lot um, you know, but I do think the right answer, you know, as much as it seems like it would be the wrong answer or this is the stupid answer. Um, but if I had to look at one thing and say, all right, if you're going to change nothing else, this has to be your priority. It would simply be buff the fuck out of Windwalker because, you know, and as much as that, oh, my God, I want my class to, you know, to do more damage. And, oh, my God, you know, they hate that response and have verbalized several times publicly that they hate that response. You know, because Windwalker has had such a longstanding uh, difficulty in raids and, and has kind of built up this bad blood with the community, um, the only thing that's going to fix that is, uh, you know, extended period of strong performance. So... From a macro perspective, the best thing for the spec is if it absolutely annihilates the damage meters. Um, you, you know, I, I've been. Well, sorry, I, go ahead. I was, gonna, well, I was just going to follow up just there because I, th I think cause I want to make sure I get this kind of like almost a follow up or like a point A question. Um, you know, would that resolve the majority of these issues that we're running into with bugs? Whereas if you fail a if a bug happens or occurs your damage goes from like 80% to 60. And right. if you're at 120, that goes from 120 to 100. Is that what you're kind of rooting right. on? Well, yes. You know, really, you know, the biggest thing is that we, Windwalker has been playing with bugs forever. Um, you know, I don't anticipate all of a sudden it's going to be a bug-free spec. You know, I think that's unrealistic. Um, you know, however, what people gloss over is that in Antorus, when Windwalker was at its most popular and at its strongest, it had a 
bunch of bugs and a lot of bugs that are still around now and a lot of bugs that had been around for years before that. But the damage that it did made it so the bugs didn't matter. You know, people were able to look past Windwalker not working the right way because even though it didn't work the right way, it wrecked the meters. So I do think as a fallback, you know, if 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 it's the you know the 11th hour and Blizzard's pulling their hair out trying to figure out how to fix Windwalker, the answer is is just to be buff it so that people play it even if it's broken. Um, you know, and I hate that that's the right answer, um, but I've been doing a lot of you know since Alpha came out, you know, whatever back in spring, um, you know, I've been doing a lot of talking about this stuff and a lot of thinking about it, and I do think that as you know cliche an answer as it may seem that's you know unfortunately the right answer for windwalker um you know to simply be better and you know i don't know if we'll get there i don't think you know it has to be you know the number one spec you know forever um but i do think it has to be strong enough um that it, I mean, I Windwalker, and, I, and I've said this for a past while. Windwalker has to spend a whole expansion above average. It for for it to for the PR problem that Windwalker has to flip, Windwalker has to be above average for an entire expansion. Um, you know, and that seems wild to kind of say that out loud like that, but it's you know just the unfortunate truth in that Windwalker has spent so many expansions below average that it needs to spend an expansion above average for people to change their minds, for people to forget that, oh, it sucked in the past, but yeah, man, it's really good now. Or man, it was really good because Windwalker has always been fun. And I think, you know, the thing that people point back to and, and, and Blizzard probably looks back to is that people say that the spec is fun. It is broken as all hell right now. And the damage is crappy, but it's a lot of fun. So, there's a certain element of if fun is the intention, then they're doing a good job, you know, but the problem is fun doesn't, there's a point of which fun doesn't matter. You know, everyone's got their different breaking point for that. Mine was at the start of, uh, you know, a little bit before Nihilotha came out and that the fun that I was on doing on Windwalker did not justify my performance and, and, and damage on it. You know, so I, I do think that there's other things, you know, fixing all the bugs would be great. I think that would make their jobs in the future a lot easier in that there's, you know, if there's less bugs, there's less things to fix, fix as we go on. Um, but ultimately, you know, even if they fix all of the bugs, if Windwalker does crappy damage, nobody's going to want to play Windwalker, um, you know, bug free or not. So, you know, I think that's just kind of the unfortunate reality that we're living in right now. And, you know, that's the only solution is to, you know, do more damage. Do you think that the the kind of the philosophy they have to take into place and as a result of that would be kind of make them the melee mage? Meaning that, you know, mages always thought of to be the best class and they have backed it up with a lot of numbers most of the time. But, you know, sometimes they're not that good. You know, every every couple of raids, they're not the best, and right. and people are then all of a sudden warlocks are the best, or like a warlock. I mean, it seems like every other class they're able to balance do this balancing of like we're going to overbuff them to make them the best, but then pull them back and pull them back more, and then like kind of go forward and back a little bit on classes. Do you think that 
that something like that, even for a couple of raids, or do you think it's going to have to be an extended period? I mean, I see you say an extended period, but do you think it really is going to have to be like a full expansion or do you think maybe a couple raids in the beginning or middle would be fine to keep it balanced? I mean, I think if, if we want, if, you know, my biggest goal is that at some point people are like, Oh yeah, I want a wind Walker. You know, right now people do that for PVP and people kind of go in and out of doing that for mythic plus, but nobody does that for raids, you know? So I would like to be in a position where people go, Oh yeah. Like we need a wind Walker. You know, you want to pull up, the looking for group frame and it says need Windwalker, you know, for a raid. Like that would be really nice. Um, and I think to defeat, you know, first thing you got to do is you got to break the negative stigma. Um, you know, and I do think that Taurus was a good example of the fact that one raid tier of absolutely bananas damage, you know, Windwalker was the highest damage, you know, certainly amongst the melee and really for most of it amongst all specs. You know, Windwalker was the highest damage and people were still getting denied to groups in the middle of uh, of Antorus because they were a Windwalker, um, you know, which is just it doesn't make any sense that it would be that way because Windwalker was so strong. But that was just the reality that a lot of people were facing, you know, so one raid is not going to do it. It's got to be more than one. Um, you know, it takes I'd say it takes one raid for people to stop. Um, Increasing the negativity, right? So it's going to, it takes one raid to kind of hit that neutral. Then it, it would take another raid to, you know, then start building up a positive uh, frame, you know, after that. So I do think that it, it would take more than one, um, more than one raid tier, you know, more than two raid tiers uh, to really turn it around. I think three raid tiers consecutively, you know, which is functioning kind of a whole expansion and we would get to be the end of the expansion and people would be happy about playing Windwalker. They would be happy about uh, bringing Windwalkers into groups. They would not feel that they're dragging their teams down by playing Windwalker. They would not feel that they have to sacrifice their enjoyment because of the performance of their spec. You know, and I do, I do realistically think it would take that long. Um, you know, I had this discussion in my guild the other day, you know, talking about mages and warlocks, you know, but I do think that the hybrid tax, you know, that a lot of us heard about, I don't know, a decade ago, um, probably more than a decade ago at this point, you know, um, you know, the, I think the hybrid tax is very much still around, um, you know, but I think it's there in functionality, not in the code. Um, you know, I think... There should never be a situation where a, a class with a single DPS spec, you know, Shadow Priests, uh, Rhett Paladins, Windwalker Monks, um, I, there shouldn't be a situation where they are below every spec of a pure DPS class. A Windwalker should not lose out to Demonology, Destruction, and Affliction, or Arcane, Fire, and Frost, or Beastmaster, you know, Survival marksmanship like that is bad balancing you know it, when i'm i'm okay with the classes that have three dps specs having one dps spec that's good for each different situation i would prefer if it's a different dps spec you know and i'm sure they would as well so they're not just stuck into the same thing over and over again but i think functionally it 
makes sense that Windwalkers would be, or, you know, say like, you know, Windwalkers would be just behind Affliction, you know, or whatever the case may be. Um, and then you'd have, you know, a small gap to demonology and then you could have a bigger gap to destruction or whatever. And maybe demo and affliction change. You know, I'm okay with since Windwalkers have one spec, you know, you're not going to be the best on any fight, but you should be good enough on every fight. Whereas a spec, a class with multiple specs, you could switch. All right, you know, Outlaw is going to be really great on this fight. So you're going to play Outlaw. The next one, Assassination is going to be really great. You know, I think Blizzard has looked at class balance the wrong way from you know looking at how they make these changes and that they try to make every spec of every class viable and i think you know not that that's the wrong thing but um you know i do think that they need to look at it as one spec from every class has to be good you know and i do think that they've just gotten away from that and i think that that's why you know um we, you know, that's why you see, like, if people come and ask, hey, what class should I play? Or should I play Windwalker in Shadowlands? I, I essentially have to tell them, no, go play a mage, go play a rogue, go play a warlock. You know, hunters are historically very strong utility, but not super strong damage, you know, in a lot of situations. But warlocks, mages, rogues, there are very few times that they're below average. And, uh, you know, so when people ask that, that's what my answer has to be, because that's the right answer. If you want to play what's strong and you want to have a higher likelihood that you're going to be playing what's strong, then you got to play one of those three classes. I like how Windwalker hasn't changed in the entirety of my career playing Windwalker, I think. <laughs> yeah. It, it's pretty much been this way, you know, that ever since the beginning, it's been like, well, you know, we're kind of seeing how Windwalker's playing. Then Throne of Thunder is like, Windwalker's the best. You should get it. But you need a Rune Regeneration Trinket. And, you know, you need to get get going there. But, um, I mean, I didn't want to interrupt anything you said because it, it's I think it's what a lot of people have to hear. And there it might be some words that a lot of play, pe players out there that are thinking about Shadowlands and what they want to do that's best for the raid. Or maybe their raid leader saying, hey, you know, it's not looking good. Like, you know, Windwalker is not looking that good. You know, we're, you know, what are your thoughts about playing a mage or a warlock? And hopefully this will help, you know, because we don't, I don't want anybody out there to play a class that is just, going to get them not you know kicked out of a raid that's definitely not the goal of any end game raider there and as a result of that i i wasn't i didn't want to touch it but i, I am going to have to you know what are your thoughts on covenants because <laughs> i know you, you probably don't I mean really, you don't really like them like everything i've read that's like you know you don't really like them too much but uh, like, what do you, do you think that the whole idea behind Covenant, cause you know, we were talking about the rip cords. I mean, uh, that it's been talked about rip cords in like the community, like pull the rip cord, blizzard, pull it. Well, they pulled one of them, which was not launching the game right now. Right. And, and do you think that they are going to end up removing the swap of the, of the, um, covenant as the second rip cord and just say, okay, you can swap as much as you want. Do you think that's going to potentially happen? Do you think that Covenants is just like the Azerite armor of point two? You know, it's just like, you know, it's just like everything is making it look like it's every little additional balancing trick that they try to make it to give bring flavor back into the game. Or do you think it's something that can be really beneficial long term? Um, I think I think it could be very beneficial long term. However, 
I don't think it how, – how do I put this? I think it can be, but I don't think it's going to be. Um, you know, I think the lessons that Blizzard pulled from the past things that they've put into Covenants, a lot of them are the wrong lessons to pull from things. Um, you know, they a lot of the Covenant stuff are like the baseline things that we got for as right or corruption or um, – I'm trying to think what else, you know, relics and yeah. artifacts, you know, all, all that stuff. That I was just saying artifacts. Yeah. It, it's kind yeah, of reminds so, me a lot of artifacts like, you know, right. And I, and I just think, I just think when they like if they look, they're looking back at artifacts going, yeah, we want to do this again. They just decided to, you know, but Hey, we want to do it a little bit different. They decided to change the good parts and keep the parts that people weren't super happy about. Um, you know, I think blizzard needs, you know, because I know that they're always saying that they're, you know, they're, they've got things planned out, you know, an expansion ahead or two expansions ahead, whatever. I think they need to stop that for a second and press pause and let one expand, like, obviously keep planning. You know, I'm not saying that, but I think they need to plan a period of time, whether it's the first raid tier, even if it's the first raid tier of a new raid, where just nothing happens, where just they remove all the fluff, all the extra stuff. And nothing happens. You know, I think they reset the reason that people love classic, right? The, the biggest thing that I heard people say about classic was that it was not BFA. The biggest bonus to, 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 to Shadowlands is that it's not BFA. You know, I, I think the absence of the negative is not a positive. And I think if the if that's the only thing people are looking at as the positive then something's gone wrong you know i think if they were to say hey we're going to do you know you guys are going to have covenants go forth and learn your covenants and do dailies and all this stuff and then in patch 9.2 we are going to introduce this wicked sweet you know uh um mechanic and you know you're gonna have these covenant abilities and you're gonna get these followers and these soul binds like i think people would be so much more receptive to that not just because they would have more time to do it but because there would actually be a time where they get to enjoy the game without something extra you know the the game itself has not changed a ton over the last couple expansions but it's been these constant um external mechanics external things that keep changing I think people would benefit from a couple months of nothing new, of just stripped down the game that we all log in to enjoy. Most people didn't log into BFA because, oh man, I can't wait to get more Azerite power. Or, oh my gosh, you know, I just want to get that next, you know, I'm so happy that I got that next level on my artifact. You know, or man, I really need to get that corruption. I'm like, I'm just, I, my day will be made when I get that next, next corruption level. Like most people didn't log in like that. They logged into raid, they logged into PVP, they logged in to talk to their friends, world quests, you know, what have you. So, you know, I do, I think people would benefit from a reset of sorts where we're just not having to think about the extra stuff and we can just enjoy the base game that they've created for us that a lot of people really, really like. I'm trying to think, you know, what else to add on, because I think you just said it so eloquently regarding covenants. I mean, I think everybody that, cause you know, they've, it's like, they're trying to figure out 
what trap can I get the players into again to keep them subscribed? Mm -hmm. Maybe it is starting to be a time, like they just removed what the appearance cost for, mm -hmm. uh, at least for right now, for gender for gender swap and appearance changes. Um, maybe that's a, there's going to be a point to where they're going to make it not a monthly game. I don't foresee that because of how much I know it costs for datas and servers. It's, it's a huge cost that they have to do. Um, but, uh, but it's like, you know, they're kind of pushed into this role of, of like for covenants and Azerite and corruption. Um, at least from my point of view, I don't know if you echo the same thing. It's just like they, ha they it's like they, they almost like they don't want to have it in, but then it's there because they know this is like, okay, this will keep someone coming back every week. You know? Yeah. I just, I just don't, I don't think it's, it's, I, I think they overvalue the benefit that that stuff has. I think people will log in to the game to do world quests. People will log in to level other characters. People will log in to do this and that and, you know, whatever. You know, people don't need, you know, this extra hamster wheel to, you know, to be running on. I think people want to enjoy the game. They, you know, we want to enjoy the game. Nobody gets, you know, logs in and go, man, I, I hope I really hate what I'm doing today. You know, we get on and we want to enjoy the game. I think they, that somebody, I, I and I, I really want to stress that I, I don't think it's the people who are actually making the game. You know, I think Blizzard has a epidemic of leadership problems. I think the people doing the work are probably doing their absolute best because they love the game. They hopefully like their jobs. They, I'm sure, wish they were being paid more, you know, but I, I do think that the problem is at the higher levels and that people that, you know, whether it's, you know, at whatever level, whether it's at the Blizzard level or the Activision level, you know, people are grabbing onto the wrong things because of marketing numbers or, you know, whatever metric that they're grabbing onto and say, okay, we have to do more of this. Look, our engagement numbers are up, you know, when they when we increase um, artifact knowledge, you know, so we have to do more artifact knowledge things, you know, and I think they've gotten so blinded by these other systems that it's it's they're they're hiding the where they're having a harder time seeing maybe what the actual truth is. And that's that people want people just want to play the game and they want to have fun. Um and I think that that is being missed. I think there's a, a big incorrect assumption on why people play this game. And I think it's it's really hurting the uh, the future of, of the game. I think more people are leaving because of extra things like Covenants than are playing for extra things like Covenants. And I think the people that are playing for extra things like Covenants would still be playing for something else even if uh, there was nothing, you know, no external hamster wheel to, to spin. I definitely agree. Uh, it is one of the things that Blizzard has always struggled with, especially within the last few years regarding player engagement and player retention, uh, especially with games out there like Final Fantasy that is actually doing, you know, from all feedback that former Blizzard players that I know of, they really enjoy it. And it's like a different way that the players are treated there. And I think maybe that Blizzard might be a little under more pressure than they have been in the past, mm -hmm. uh, especially with uh, some recent announcements of other companies potentially getting into the sphere. Um, but 
to to I think it's a good point to to leave off though for uh for that is that um you know that the workers and then the people at Blizzard like the actual employees are doing the best that they can. Um, I know a lot of people get a high, uh, harp on them about what they you know do or don't say, but they can only do so much. And even someone that like Ian, who is like you know what game director now or like Emperor Lord Game Director, whatever title he wants to <laughs> do do recently. Right. I mean, he's he still has brass he has to talk to. He has people above him saying, no, we're not doing that or no, right. we're not doing this. Or he says, oh, well, you know, we talked to, you know, Joe in accounting and he says that the player engagement numbers are here and this is what we need to push to. I mean, he could have stuff like that. And he's like, no, we know this is not what we need to do. We need to go this route, you know, but he understands, you know, his role in the company, too. Right. Um, and, and, and I think that's I think that's a good point, because I think people don't understand that he, like the stuff that he is saying publicly might just be towing the company line. You know, it, it might be because he wholeheartedly believes that corruption is a fabulous system and he's an idiot, you know, but, you know, I think there's absolutely a kernel of truth that it could be that it's his job to tow that company line. Yeah. And you well, know, he's a raid leader, right? I mean, right. So he, he speaks like a raid leader trying to resolve conflicts within the guild. <laughs> Like, you know, right. like if you I, I listen to him when, when he ever does those Q&A's, that's the first thing I think of is like it sounds like, you know, my old raid leaders when I was playing in vanilla were like someone was mad. Someone else got the loot. And it's like, why well, deserve it? I'm more important. And they're like, oh, you know, well, you know, we do believe that. But, you know, here's why we didn't do that. And, and it's right. the same thing. Like, that's exactly what he is. He's kind of like that guy that just he has the experience of being able to deflect conflict and it doesn't i mean i'm sure it gets to him when people shout at him and everything but um you know he's doing the best and at least he's making an effort to reach out to the end game community like with that the preach interviews that they had which i i thought was great because it gave a lot of insight mm -hmm. to how they're thinking even if maybe he wasn't he gave a little too much and didn't tow the company line 100 percent but at least it gave us a philosophy insight that maybe we would not have uh, known. I mean, I remember back in the days of the ghost crawler where it was literally no one on the other side of the phone and right. you're like screaming into the phone and you never knew what they were doing. So at least now we have at least a company that is getting us at least a little bit back to us. I know we're kind of people like, I'm, do, please do not confuse me who have said the entirety of Windwalker just delete the spec and start over <laughs> that, that I'm a blizzard apologist. I mean, we have to, you know, you have to understand that there are people as well on the other side, at least the, the high level workers that we see publicly, right. you know, there's always going to be some guy behind the scenes that is like, has, doesn't care and looks at the chart and doesn't care about the game. Those are the people that are unfortunately making a lot of big decisions. Um, but the biggest decision that they made, which was of course, pushing everything back, was that they did not say when they were going to send out the next expansion. And so since I have you here and it just was freshly, and I, I always like doing that whenever there's a fresh announcement of an expansion, do you think it's going to get 2020? Or do yes. you think, do you, do you think, you really do think so? It's going to be a yeah. 2020? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, and obviously as soon as it happened, you know. Um, well, they refunded pre-orders. So pre-orders can right. be refunded. So, I mean, I, they, they have really, you know, that was one thing that, I think is a good choice. And it does also to a certain extent cover their base if they choose not, you know, if they say, Hey, it's not ready for 2020. Um, I do think though that they would be under pretty incredible pressure from higher ups um, to get it out before the end of the year, you Which know, be and end of help quarter their quarter. Four, right. Is it, you is know, it so I, I do think that that's going to be there. You know, my thought 
is that they maybe bought themselves five or six weeks. Um, you know, I think, you know, the the rumor is that, you know, we're looking at a late November um, release date, you know, but they're not going to announce it. You know, I think realistically the best time for them, you know, would be the seventh or, the, you know, the seventh the or eighth or the um, 14th or 15th of December. Um, I think, you know, even though people don't really want to be doing, you know, this new stuff over the holidays, um, I think that gives them the most available time to iron some shit out and, you know, and get things in a workable state, um, you know, so to speak, so that when, um, you know, a new, then the new raid would then, you know, launch going into, you know, maybe the second week of the new year. Uh, yeah, um, my follow up question was that like you see think like maybe the yeah. second the second, which would be, I think, the fifth or twelfth of that or even the 19th, you think just to push back even further away from the holiday, because, you know, I don't think anybody if they do have like an end of the year, and I agree with you as well around that time frame. It seems more reasonable after the holiday right before Christmas. So little Joey's grandma mm-hmm. can buy him World Warcraft uh, right. uh, uh, um, Shadowlands for Christmas. You know, it, it's it's one of those things to where it just makes most reasonable sense. Do you think that uh, do you think that they could even push the rate even back further than that, though, knowing that people, you know, being more sympath- sympathetic to like uh, the Raiders that they have to take time off and just being so close to a major holiday? Yeah, I mean, I you know, I think I think, that, you know, a big part of that is that's why I feel that, you know, this is that would be the best choice. You know, if they launch the expansion, you know, like I, I think the best time is December 8th. Um, you know, the seventh and eighth, depending on where you live, you know, that gives them four, you know, five weeks would be January 12th. Um, you know, if heroic comes out the fifth and mythic comes out the 12th, you know, they're really past a lot of those holidays, a lot of those, you know, goings on that, that people have, um, you know, so that they can really focus, you know, uh, on, you know, whatever. Um, so I, I do think that the, you know, the first full week or, or sorry, the second or third full week of December would allow them to reasonably push off the new raid safely into January without, you know, ruffling a bunch of feathers and, and making people very upset about raiding over the holidays or, um, you know, any of that other stuff. So I, I do think that that would be their, in their best interest to kind of still get those, um, you know, those holiday bucks, uh, but also, you know, leave, leave, just be the most considerate to, to people and their, and their time. Do you have any closing thoughts that maybe to anybody out there that is a windwalker that is, you know, was like you last week, very down, very like in the dumps, just like feeling like almost like being abandoned by blizzard in a sense where there's so much bugs, there's so many problems, mm-hmm. your Ray leaders on you like, Hey, Hey, hey I'm, I'm going to bring up Joe. Joey's not there. Joey out there. I'm sorry. I'm just, this is the name I'm thinking of, but <laughs> like little Joey, Hey, you know, you're going to have to swap to warrior or, uh, you know, demon hunter. We just, we just can't have you at Windwalker this round. You know, we need you to ramp up that, you know, in, the, in two weeks, you know, wh- what do you, would you say to someone like that regarding like the Windwalker spec? Yeah. I mean, I, I think, you know, I'd, I'd say a lot of what I've said, you know, for a long time in that, you know, people who play Windwalker don't play it because it's strong or because it's popular. 
um, you know, you play it cause you love the spec, you play it cause it's the most fun you can have. Um, you know, and that's not going to change, you know, Shadowlands is closer to my version, you know, with, with less, um, kind of random, uh, you know, uh, random resources, you know, it's closer to my preferred version of Windwalker. Um, you know, so I, I, I do think that there's, you know, if you enjoy it now, you will almost certainly enjoy it then. And, you know, you will, you know, the, the community is still, you know, very good. We work very hard on that. And, um, you know, I, I do still think that people will have fun. You know, I think the game is all about, you know, as much as people lament, you know, finding pugs and stuff like that. Um, you know, the game is meant to be social. It's meant to be played with friends and in a guild, you know, and unfortunately that's just the reality of it, you know? So I think it, the biggest thing is to play with people you enjoy and people that enjoy you, you know, and that, and that won't care if you play a Windwalker or, you know, if Windwalker's, po you know, poor or just seen as poor, um, you know, play the heck out of it and, um, just have fun. I mean, the game is supposed to be fun. If you're not having fun, then you shouldn't be playing the game. Um, you know, a lot of people look for fun in all the wrong places. Um, but ultimately, the game's about fun. So, you know, if you are a, a Windwalker out there who's, you know, kind of struggling and thinking about, you know, what to do, you know, take some solace in that you're not alone. Um you know, and that there's a lot of people who are feeling very similar to you and, and, you know, are kind of going through what you're going through. And a lot of us have been there for a really long time. Um, you know, so I do think that, you know, we've got a really great community of people that are understanding of, of what we all have gone through. And I think we're, uh, you know, I think we're, we'll be all right. Well, you say so. <laughs> <laughs> if if you if you say so um but uh but yeah i mean i think i think you echoed exactly how i would to any new monk player you know if you're not having fun just don't play it i mean you, you know if your goal is to raid you raid i mean it's one of those hard decisions you'll have to make and everybody makes their own decision if they want to continue or not um but hopefully with this amount of time that we have remaining until the expansion launch not just or even the raid launch i mean that we could get into heroic and they could make changes to like, hey, this is not working out, you know, or even to, you know, the the beginning leveling process. Um, but very curious to see how it rolls out and what they do come up. I figure within the next couple of weeks, we'll probably will get a announcement of some kind of when it will launch. Um, but until mm -hmm. then, uh, keep your eyes and ears peeled to PikaSerenity.com where uh, uh, Babylonius has all his articles there and everything and it has other specs as well, not just Windwalker. Um, you know, where else can people find you though, if they want to get in touch? Yeah. So, um, you know, the easiest way is just through the monk discord, um, you know, peak of serenity. Um, you know, I'm also on Twitter at Babylonius monk. Um, I'm going to be going into shadowlands. I'm going to get my YouTube channel up going, um, again. Um, I definitely let it lapse this expansion. Um, so I'm going to really put some extra effort into it that, um, and that's just YouTube slash Babylonius monk, I think. Um, I also stream on Twitch anytime I'm doing things recently. It's just been a lot of Dungeons and Dragons because um, that's been my uh, quarantine hobby. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, obviously once the expansion starts, you know, I'm going to stream, you know, my whole leveling experience pretty much any second that I'm on um, the game I'll be streaming. And, um, 
I've been doing a lot of extra work for, uh, to get on the wife's good side so that she can, uh, so I get, you know, the permission to, to sit and do so much more. So, <laughs> so, so far it's looking pretty good. Um, you know, that I'll be able to, to do that without getting in any major trouble, but well, unless, um, unless it's around the holidays, <laughs> you know, if it's around. Well, the- right. Yeah. So, I mean, but that's, you know, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it is what it is. And I think people, uh, you know, we'll just kind of make the best of it. And, you know, either way, I mean, I'm happy, you know, I, I, I'm thrilled that they pushed it back. I think it's the best choice for everybody. So I'm, I'm around if anybody has questions and all that stuff. Yeah. And then again, thanks for being on the show today and kind of discussing when Walker, um, it's been quite a while since I've had like a in-depth discussion. Uh, it's always great to have you on. And I know everybody, you know, has been really excited for this episode to kind of do a recap when I originally had it, you know, reached out to you to schedule it. I was in your same camp. Actually, I was just furious. So I, I'm the opposite. You get doom and gloom. I get furious and I get really mm-hmm. charged and like, you know, with, with stuff happens like that. And so I was just like, this is just another, you know, another expansion and it's just still in the bucket. Like that's kind of, but hopefully, yeah. hopefully it does change and you never know. I mean, with these additional people that come on board, it may change. So if you're out there, keep your head up. And again, thanks Babylonius for being on this week and, uh, you know, really have like to have you be on the, the program in the future. Yeah. Thank you for having me as always. Yeah. And thanks Babylonius for being on the show this week. It was really great to have him on. Uh, you know, we'll have to catch up with them, uh, later down the road if they blizzard does come through and actually make the changes that he's kind of recommending, or if they go in the complete opposite direction, or if they pull covenants completely. And so we'll have to have him back on uh, whenever that happens. <laughs> we'll, you'll know pretty close around the time that they do announce it. We'll probably plan uh, either a few weeks prior to that so that way everybody can get prepped because we don't want to have anybody go into the next expansion with Windwalkers just being how it is in a, a sad state as it is right now. But uh, next up on the docket is going to be a show with some raid members to discuss uh, you know, what happened as a result of this uh, pushback. You know, They do make a lot of sacrifices in setting up their schedule and their personal lives in order to raid in the next coming weeks. And so what is the fallout of this pushback? Uh, how are they thinking about it? How is the raids looking, etc.? And so keep your eyes peeled for that. Uh, again, we'll post when we're expecting that show to drop. And so keep your eyes peeled at Monk Podcast on Twitter, uh, MonkCraftPodcast.com, where we have all the archived shows if you want to go there and listen. And then I think we are on iTunes now officially, back on iTunes, so give a follow there. Thanks for listening to Minecraft Podcast. Take care.